down in the den. So go tell a friend. The best podcast on earth is about to begin. We got jokes and news and movie reviews. After Dark NC-17 with the crew. Interviews with the best artists around. So like, comment, subscribe. The show starting right now. Let's go. Like, comment, subscribe. The show starting right now. Welcome to Down in the Den. It's your boy, Mars. Joining me back in the den, we have the amazing filmmaker, Patrick W. Cutler. And bringing along with him, we have a special guest that worked on the project, Mr. Dom Brenly. Gentlemen, welcome to the den. How are you guys doing today? Awesome. Freaking awesome. This is fun to be be back. Yeah, fun to be back. Welcome back. Welcome back. And welcome for the first time, Dom, man. It's a pleasure having you guys in. You guys are some of our OGs when it comes down in the den. I'm talking season one before we had video, before we had microphones, and we were doing things on a cell phone. And God, mm-hmm. both of us have grown so much in that year's time. How has 2022 been treating you guys? Whirlwind. Best, I'd say for me, it's like the, the best start to a year that I can remember. <laughs> yeah, agreed. I don't know, Don, about you, but after this, I'm pumped. Let's go to the Montana here in a little bit. <laughs> Sign me up. There's a local bar in town called the Montana Bar. We all hang out after you talk or whatever. <laughs> love it. I love it. I love it. So You're guys, invited, too. <laughs> hey, man. That's something Kanye says Montana, Montana is great. You guys say Montana is great. That's good enough for me. I, that's how I get out there. I, I want to see some aliens. I want to see some horses. I want to see some rams. All we have... <laughs> All we have in Virginia Beach is saltwater and seagulls, so I, I'm definitely still on the mountain range. That's rough. <laughs> so, so let's get right into it. Redgate, it is done. I feel like we were here in the infancy of this project, and now it's a beautiful baby, they, him, boy, whatever you want to name it. It's a beautiful baby film. I've seen it. Thank you so much for the little sneak pre- preview, and I want to say it's awesome. Tell me, guys, about this journey and, and getting this project completed. Uh, so I'll go back, you know, kind of to align down with this. Um, I would say, man, 2018, Don got this alien image captured on his hunting trail cam. And about that same time, I'm up living in Alaska, and I start writing this script called Redgate. And from that point to here, it's been such a weird journey. Because when I was on here last time, right. um, I was in the post-production process. A lot of my actors and stuff had quit. So I, was, I wasn't sure what I was going to do. So I was trying to patch things together. And you want to know what, when the release date was. I was like, it should be coming out this year. In the process of doing all that work in post-production, I come along, Don, out of nowhere. He's like, hey, you want to be on this TV uh, at the news tonight? I was like, for what? I was like, for, I got this alien image that's taken in the Redgate area. Uh, do you want to come on? I was like, oh, sure, sure. And I was on the news, met Don. And from that point on, it's like it morphed into a completely different film than it was at the point and it, it just went completely different and it, it, it got better and better and better and and now since it's alien image so what i do i do a lot of marketing stuff and i do just sounds i sent out thousands thousands of emails promoting pitching redgate with this alien image and it went viral internationally in the sun mirror and um, we're in festivals now and we have a tv show deal in the works right now and yeah it's been crazy uh i don't know what you want to say from your perspective don but <laughs> Well, well, I'm just saying I feel bad you didn't throw credit towards uh, Groundhog's Day when I was a good uh, B-roll actor in Groundhog's Day in 1999. So 
It's actually how we met, but ah, I'll let it oh, slide. yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or v- we used to make VHS uh, movies as kids, remakes of popular movies, <laughs> and he was. I don't know. That was a long time ago. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> that was a long time. But yeah, you it was. Uh, if you can put that in the uh, com- with the red gate, throw that in the Blu-ray. Hey, you know, I'm, I'm thinking. Here, throw that in. Oh, there, that that that. There you go, man. We got to pull that up. That would be cool. Let's do it. Here's our Donna. Here's our Donna Pat for snacks. That was a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you probably taped over it with like the swimsuit edition or something, or you know, some some modeling show, but. I was like, but yeah, it was funny. I, uh, like Pat said, I got this picture in 2018. Um, picture I just had, I almost deleted it as the story goes, and I really did. I, it was creepy enough that I was like, I don't want this on my phone. Held on to it for a while just to show some buddies. Uh, the following spring, I came across a good friend of mine, Mr. Jim Kinsey, uh, and he has a show on Outdoor Weekly called, or no, Carbon TV called Outdoor Weekly. And when I showed him the picture, he's like, man, sit down. I'm going to interview you right now. You got something here. My, that was the first I ever heard anything about that. I was like, okay. So I do this interview. And oh, a couple months later, the History Channel gets a hold of me. And they said, hey, we're doing the show called The Proof is Out There. Uh, we want to use your clip, your segment, do this whole thing. I uh, went through the motions there. Uh, then in, uh, uh, there's a professor I had out of Montana Tech in Butte, Montana. He wrote a book called Identified Flying Objects, and it's uh, a book about, you know, UFOs and and aliens of our current time are actually, you know, futuristic humans coming back to study us and really interesting read. Um, He was in contact with the news, a news guy named John Amy for KXLF in Butte, and he reached out to me and said, hey, Dr. Masters gave me your number. I'm doing a story on Redgate or just UFOs, paranormal. Would you want to do an interview? sure you know that's no problem he said hey do you have anybody else you could bring along with you and i knew pat was doing this Redgate film i knew this was right up his alley so i reached out to pat and uh, we went up did the whole interview for the news which turned out really good and then from then on it just it's truly skyrocketed since then yeah seen the growth i've seen the marketing i love it like i said i've seen the actual movie i was a believer beforehand uh, and I love the evolution of the project, the mixture of the real life footage with your your narration and, and, and just the narrative. I'm a big fan. Were you guys believers before you started working on this project and Dom, before you you know captured the photo? Were you believers or were you kind of like, ah, it's mumbo jumbo? Uh, you know, I, I have this. I always think this story first, and it's the only one I really have before this picture. On my young 20s, I was working on this cattle ranch. Rode my horse out to this field that I was in the day before, actually weeks before every day. And there was this cow in the middle of the field. And as I rode up to it, you could see a perfect like four inch hole in its side. And it was just hide and bones, no organs, no blood, no marks in the ground around it. The true definition of a cattle mutilation, but I didn't know what I was looking at at the time. Uh, brought the owner down, showed it to him. He was pretty freaked out by it and said, well, I'll just get rid of it. Go take it to the dead pit and let's not talk about this again. So I was kind of skeptical because I, you know, I, I've been a guide for 10 years. I know what that looks like. I, I have no explanation for what happened that day to that cow. So then when I got this picture in the same area, along with all the folklore and tales and stories of Redgate, uh, I started kind of leaning that way more for sure. Um, I'd say... And I, I was kind of, 
I'll say this. I watched an alien movie as a kid that was based on true alien abductions. And I was scared to death that night as a kid going to sleep, worried about aliens abducted me. Like I was like, that was one of my biggest fears. Now I don't care anymore. So I think I'd take them and see what's up. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> Red Game Part Two. <laughs> yeah, I think. I'm, yeah, I think I'm always like just the, the the fact that you know the the idea that um, we're completely alone in this universe is just is it's almost impossible to think of. And why we haven't had made contact with them? That's a whole other story. But I've always kind of been a believer, and to tell you the truth, yeah, I, I will. I may not be the best judge. I thought Alf was real for years growing up. So, so, Wait, so I mean, I, it, 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 you know, I was like, hey, he's from the planet Melmac. He's a real, I thought Alf was a documentary. That's how my mind worked. You know, I, I thought it was just a documentary that came on and it was very funny. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, I'm also totally believer. Just mathematically, it doesn't make any sense for a universe that's ever expanding for us to uh, be alone. Now, What's that phrase um, saying that you don't believe in extraterrestrials or outside of earth is like taking a spoonful of water from the ocean and saying that there's no whales or sharks in the ocean because there's none on your spoon. Right. Such a that's small the best way of putting size. it. I, I yep. love that. That's a, that's a perfect analogy. That, that's really yeah. a perfect analogy. Now yeah. tell the friends of the den a little bit about Redgate and what the movie's about without spoiling everything. Give us a little background and synopsis of what the movie is actually about so the movie um is it, it, the one thing that we haven't changed is that, is that it's always been about the different stories of this area in, in uh, western montana so um you have deer lodge montana and it's this, in this valley with these big mountains on both sides of, of deer lodge and up on the right side or however you look on the one side of the mountains there is this area called Redgate. we have a lot of mysterious high strange UFOs, paranormal activity, all these bizarre things happening. And what it really does is um, the film when I first started uh, writing it was about um, the original story of Redgate, which is kind of this folklore, mythical tale where back in the day before Deer Watch was fully founded, they had these mining communities in the mountains. And one of the mining communities was called Emory. It had these little cabins, a school boarding house, all of this stuff. And this guy had this homestead up there. And one day he comes home from work and he uh, goes to his homestead. And he takes his axe and chops up his wife and his two kids. And then the next day, they see him out front painting his gate red with their blood, thus the name Red Gate. So that's like the start of this whole thing. That's where um, I started it. And um, I went from there to we've had these mysterious paranormal activity things happen within the town that um, the history of the town was that it was buried on a native American burial ground, and, and you do research there. There used to be people called the Métis people that lived here back in the 1800s, and they were the first founders of it, and they called it Spanish Fork, and um, these European settlers came in, and basically um, they took over, renamed it Deer Lodge, and the Métis people kind of just disappeared from the history books, which was really, really weird, and people have suggested that the town was built on their grave sites of this, this big massacre, and there's there are grave sites uh, down the road from here in other towns that kind of back that story up a little bit. So it kind of had this mysterious vibe out of like a Stephen King novel. Um, if you ever read the book, it um, dairy, Maine, if you ever come to deer lodge, it has that vibe of just like strange Actually, You have the, the Montana state prisons here where they had riots and people died there. There was um, a quadruple, actually it was more than quad. Yeah, it was a quadruple homicide and suicide that happened right outside of Redgate a couple of years back. Um, just strange area, uh, energy where you think, was this guy possessed 
Another guy came home one day and stabbed his wife 76 times in the chest and went to the police station and said, you know, I just killed my wife the next morning. So that's the basis of the film is all these bizarre things. And, you know, we get in, we try to investigate these things and you come across Don's real alien photo, which has been verified by the History Channel as a real photo. And it plays into the storytelling of this entire setup of, of one of the most bizarre areas you'll ever go to in your life uh, called Redgate. And that's the backbone of the story. Amazing. Amazing and horrifying, but I guess that's the whole whole point when you get into that horror sci-fi genre is just to spark the mind. Now, mm-hmm. now, Dom, for you, you know, this this has to be uh has to be interesting, overwhelming, but also exciting. You know, you have this photo. I've seen the photo, it looks legit to me. Mm-hmm. Having all of these uh venues and all these people being part of this film. How's that been for you? You know, obviously the recognition, but I'm sure you get a lot of salt uh, on your on your stake just for, <laughs> you know, having these because you just had the people that refuse to open their mind. How's it been for you personally? It's been pretty interesting. It's it was uh, like I said in the beginning, I wasn't I wasn't even looking at this as I just like, oh, I just this creepy picture. And now the more that it's got out there, you really see, you know, more of those closed mind people you know, are, are really sharp tongue. Like, you know, this is the one that I always, you know, get mostly is well, why are all the pictures of aliens and so on blurry? And, you know, you see people say, well, it's Montana. All they have is box cameras. And it was taken with the first Nokia cell phone. You know, like, it's really funny seeing people react to it. And in the beginning, that's, that's how I would approach people. I wouldn't say it was one or the other. I would just show the picture and, hey, what do you think this is? And it was so interesting to see the variety of answers I got, you know, from, well, it's a trespasser, obviously dumbass, to that's a fifth alien dimension. almost. <laughs> right. That's a fifth dimensional reptilian. You know, like I've I've seen both ends of the spectrum here. Um, the thing about it though that I've always liked is, and I'll just hit on this story real quick, kind of backing up the picture. It wasn't just a random picture and I went on with my life. The whole you know, steps that led up to me getting the picture and so on are strange in its own. So I always had the story to back up this picture that made it even weirder. Um, in this particular area, it's a, it's a private ranch, no access, but this is just on the edge of it on the public side. But to get there, it's, you know, miles of hiking with a thousand foot elevation drop to actually get to this spot. So that's weird in its own. I have a bunch of cameras that surrounded this camera. So on my dirt bike, I'd go up and I checked, oh, I don't know, maybe 10 cameras that day. I go through, I get to this last one and I put lithium batteries in my trail cams usually because they run, you know, for a whole year usually or more. Usually you'll fill the SD card up before the camera dies. Well, I was two months in and I checked the camera and it was completely dead. So that's my first red flag. I'm like, well, that's strange. Must have had a bad batch of lithiums, which I have over a hundred cameras. So I thought maybe I put you know weak ones in so i down i have my camera set to three pictures per trigger so once it's triggered with motion it'll take three consecutive snaps i get to the end of the of the there's only so many photos on there but the last three the first one was the image i captured and the next two were completely black nothing so that was just weird in itself i put eight new batteries into my trail cam and i go to turn it on in every setting I put it on, the camera just glitches. And to this day, that camera has never taken a picture since it took that picture that night. 
so there's there's that factor and aspect to the entire you know to back it like well it wasn't just i went about my merry way the camera still doesn't work high energy stuff is it's eerie it's eerie but it just points we are not alone ladies and gentlemen we are not alone now we touched upon earlier briefly that your film has been getting accepted in film festivals festivals left and right how good does it feel seeing your work getting recognition before it even really gets out there to the masses how's how's that been for you guys it's it feels freaking amazing i mean because i've been on this journey for so long and i finally have you know a film that like it's got a hundred percent acceptance rate right now selection rate right now and already won several awards that people contacted me like every day want me to throw it into their film festival which I, depends on what it is there's a lot of them that are like an indonesian stuff so i don't always like i always reply but i don't necessarily submit but i mean it's just uh crazy though the the response of these festivals and, and yeah and next month we're going oh geez man we're like a how many so we're, we're like two two weeks away but like two yeah, and a half weeks. weeks yeah we're like two and a half weeks away because i forget february ends here in like five days right. uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're two and a half weeks away from going to um, the first public screening is in Detroit, Michigan for the Motor City Legacy Horror Film Festival and Convention. And just tonight, like, oh, I spent the entire afternoon emailing every media outlet in Detroit with the story. And the, the Detroit Free Press, the biggest paper in Detroit, just got back to me a couple hours ago and wants to do a story on it and put it in their paper. And it's and then come to the actual screening and do a story on the actual screening and review it. So. I'm really excited for that. So that's it. Just it just like keeps snowballing, snowballing. It keeps going mm-hmm. and going. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. You, yeah, it's been crazy. But when that international circulate article hit in the Sun, I had emailed that out to a bunch of people from the Sun, and I one guy got back to me. He was really interested, but he, they never said we're going to run the story. Never said anything. And I'm oh, like, yeah, yeah, let me jump on that story, Pat. Yeah, yeah. So you were you were at Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, you were in Pittsburgh, and. uh I had a friend write me randomly one night and they said, Hey, uh, I wanted to show my dad your uh, alien picture, but I didn't want to bother you. So I just Googled it and you came up at every link on Google when I searched it. I'm like, oh, what are you talking about? No idea. So I jump on Google, throw my name out there and Redgate, blah, 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 and I'm every article once the sun and the mirror dropped it. And I called Pat. He was just getting off an airplane. I'm like, dude, you, you won't believe what's happening. He's like, what? Oh, man, we, we made it international. And since then, I mean, I've seen this article in Arabic, French, Spanish. Like, it's truly global at this point. It's um, The crazy thing was I, I fell asleep on this airplane ride from Pittsburgh to Denver. And I, I never sleep on an airplane. I just fell asleep for like three and a half hours. I was sitting there with my headphones on, getting ready to watch the movie and everything. And boom, I woke, I wake up and we're landing. And Don's just blowing up my phone. I was like, man, I don't even know where I'm at right now. What, what's going on? And he tells me this. As I'm getting out the airplane, I, I'm, I'm going to barely make my connection from Denver to Montana. And I pull out my airplane tickets. And someone else's airplane tickets are in my pocket. I'm like, whoa, what is this about? <laughs> so it was, Twilight Zone. It's, it, things have not been the same since then. We'll just say that. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah, you try to. I don't know if should we air this. If we if the lights start flashing, we are <laughs> sorry. Sorry in advance. <laughs> oh God! I, now I'm on a list somewhere. Here we go. Uh, okay. you, right. if, if you see some black SUVs, trust me, it's not by accident. <laughs> right. right. Not, yeah. I'm sorry, like, I, I could have sworn I paid the internet bill. Why is it so? This is weird. <laughs> so 
gentlemen, it's it's been a blast talking to you about the this movie and and your experience, Dom. It's so amazing. I thank you so much for sharing that. When can we get an idea? I, I know uh, you know you guys are marketing and pitching it to get it to sell. When do we have an, a general idea of when we could potentially get this into the masses so everyone can get to enjoy the film that I got a little sneak preview of? Um, so my thoughts on this, and it's funny you asked it like a year ago, you asked this question, still trying to answer it. <laughs> um, hey, the movie is found in post. We, we all, we, everyone says the movie is found in post. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. And, and uh, my filmmaker buddy in LA said, you know, there's the movie you write, there's the movie you shoot, and there's the movie you edit. And they're all different. Um, this film, the mark in the film festivals, my hope and um, what, what's going to happen is um, we got some other situations going on right now. We'll see how those play out. But I'm hoping to sign a deal by the spring, and I'm hoping that either comes out in the summer or this fall. Um, and the version that will come out will be slightly different from the version that you saw. There will be some different things for sure in it. But um, my ultimate goal is that it's out by the summer or, or um, in the fall sometime for sure is my, my goal. I bet you have the denmate support. You're an OG denmate. Dom, you're, you're a new denmate. Thank you so much. But before we go, before we let you go, we have to play a game. That's tradition here in the den. We're not just about, you know, my handsome face and beard and lovely voice and, and, and my fantastic guests, but we like to have a little fun. So the game that we have this season on Down in the Den is called If You Don't Know, now you know, baby, baby. Shout out to the late, great, notorious B.I.G. And this game is powered by our friends over at Poddex. Don't ask the same 10 questions when you're interviewing. I've been doing this podcast thing for over two years now, and I've seen so much growth by using Poddex. It gives you all the tools you need to spice up your podcast with fun questions, games, and more to make sure your podcast stands out above the rest. So use the code the den that's T H E D E N to save yourself 10% off of your purchase. Pat Dom, are you ready for some if you don't know now you know questions? Sure, I'm ready. All right. So we're going to go back and forth. We're going to go who wants to start? Who wants to go first? Pat, uh, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this one is, since we're all talking about horror movies, these questions are all kind of movie-based. So what scene from a movie scared you as a kid, but on retrospect, totally isn't scary now? That is a really good question. Um, um, gosh, I'm trying to think of the scariest movie. See, this isn't a horror film, really, but... Uh, as a kid, and I wasn't even that young when I saw it, but I was scared to death of the movie uh, Ransom with Mel Gibson. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kidnapped kid. And, yeah. and, and, and the scariest part of that is they they uh, duct taped this kid, blindfolded, put cough syrup on his mouth or whatever, threw him on his bed and just jacked up the speaker, this heavy metal music. It just scared the death out of me as a kid. I was like, I, uh, and now I'm kind of like, well, you know, it's just a movie, but I couldn't watch that movie again after I've seen it once. I thought it was horrifying. I just couldn't take it. <laughs> Bill Gibson's still pretty scary. Dom, how about you? Oh, I, I can remember being very young watching The Shining for the first time. Uh, Jack Nicholson, when he freezes in the maze at the end, and his face when he's dead, frozen after he collapses and you know freezes to death. 
that image stuck with me for a long time. That one, that one really freaked me out. For me, I think it was Jaws. I, I was so terrified of Jaws. My brother could literally just go, ding, 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 and I would run on the carpet like a shark could come from the carpet. It's funny how our childhood brains don't really pick up that a shark can't attack you in the living room, but you couldn't <laughs> tell four-year-old Mars that a shark wasn't coming out of the living room when my brother made that same music. <laughs> Now, Dov, we'll have you uh, answer this one first, then Pat will get your answer. Have you ever walked out of a movie because the film was that damn bad? Ooh. Ooh. I walked, no, no, I've walked out of a movie, but not because it was bad, because they couldn't get it to work, and they played the previews four times, and I couldn't do it again. (laughs) Um... I don't think so. I actually don't think I got an answer for that one. I, I definitely made it through them all. I don't watch that enough films, I guess. But yeah. I, you're a braver man than me. I, I've walked out <laughs> a few. Pat, how about you? I, I, there. I mean, we had to leave Troy early. That was the one we left, but that wasn't because it was bad. Um, Judge Dread. My my aunt made us leave Judge Dread because we weren't that young. But which Dread? Stallone or Urban? Uh, Stallone. Okay. Because she thought it got too bad at the end when they had the half human clones coming out of the machine. She's like, no, we got to leave now. It's like, I had to wait till it came out in VHS to finally watch it in our DVD or whatever. (laughs) Me, it was Eric Bana's Hulk. Uh, The moment they had the Gamma Pit Bulls and Chihuahuas, (laughs) Hulk was literally fighting Gamma radiated Hulk Chihuahuas. And I said, you know what? I didn't sign up for this shit. Like, I, I, walked, I, walked I, I, I still, that's my least Hulk. I, I can't stand it because Hulk goes from like this semi-human guy to like, now he's the size of the Grand Canyon. And I was like, I, I didn't like that one at all. No, no, he continued to grow. I was like, look, Shrek on roids is, is a bit much for me. So yeah, that, that was awful, awful. Yeah. Now, Pat, can you think of any movie sequels that were better than the original? Um, there is, uh, the number one, cause I, I, I was a Sylvester Stallone fan growing up. I idolized Stallone. I thought his stuff, um, I think there's a lot of people and I'm kind of on the fence on this one. Cause I, I actually like first blood more now as an adult, but I think a lot of people felt like, uh, Ram, uh, first blood part Rambo two, um, was better totally than the different original. From the first one. Definitely. Yeah. The, uh, tone changed completely on it so i I can see that yeah it was a really good film really good film classic dom and that's a tough one because i don't like any sequels because i always in my head i'm like is it going to be better than the first and i'm never wrong in my own mind like uh, sequels can be close but i don't think so Uh, what about uh dark Dark knight yeah (sighs) that that is that's a close one Oh, no, actually, I do have one. Even though Evil Dead was really good, I did like Evil Dead too, but I think Army of Darkness takes that trilogy. Mm. Yeah, it's rare, especially if you get to a third one. Okay, okay. I definitely agree with the Dark Knight. Um, even though I love Batman Begins, don't get me wrong, love Batman Begins, love the little Liam Neeson twist in the end. I love how 
Batman's morality is like, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. I'm like, no, that 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 kind of that's kind of killing him. It's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a whole rope. You could have grabbed him. You definitely you definitely kind of killed him. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's great. It's like a doctor saying, "I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to perform the surgery that I've been paid to do." I'm like, oh, kind of your fault, but okay, cool. <laughs> Love the logic. Love the logic. <laughs> so, who's, who answered the last one first? Was it? I did. You, you, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, is there a popular movie that is universally loved that you're like, dude, this thing sucks that you hate? Is there is there one like universally loved movie that that you're just like, I don't get it. It's it's just it's not clicking for me. I don't know how this one sounds, but boy, I hate the Twilight series. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having so, that one shoved down my throat for years and I've never made it through it. I saw that's another movie that I walked that I, I was because of my age, obviously the twilight books weren't, were not written for me. And <laughs> I remember my ex-wife and I, we were dating. We weren't even, we weren't even married. We were dating. And I said, Hey, you want to go see a movie? This twilight seems popular. I don't know what the hell is. I literally mm-hmm. knew the hell, never read the book. And we get in there, and there's like 17,000 13-year-old girls that are literally like <laughs> the most vicious species of piranha I've ever seen. We just And it was so sold out. It was before you could reserve seats. We were literally in the front. So, you know, when you're looking up at the theater like this, that that's strike one. And as soon as I saw him, like, number one, playing in high school, he looked 37 at that point. But... When I saw the vampires twinkle and saw them hopping in trees, I got up and I said, "Hey, I can, you know, I can call you a cab, or you can come with me because I can't, I can't watch this anymore." <laughs> so I, I agree one hundred percent. Good, yeah, that's a bad one. Horrible. How about you? Yeah, I got one that comes to mind that I don't think I've ever tried to watch it again. This is back when I had to get the VHS tapes of it. It's probably right before DVDs became popular, but um, I, I just did not understand or get the Green Mile at all. I didn't get it. <laughs> Whoa. You know, I've God. never saw it. Never, wow. never this, saw it. I, I was so bad that I thought about not even putting them in the second VHS takes. I was like, what is going on? He opens his mouth, black stuff comes out. It, it never, like, what is even going on in this? I don't know. I didn't know. I don't know what it's about. I, I didn't get it at all. Trippy. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen it. Now I have to see to see if it's something that's that. I mean, Tom Hanks, I know he's in it, and I know the late, great Michael Clark Duncan, but I don't, yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of like, uh, I call it the uh, the black trauma genre. They, if if you want to win an Academy Award, show some black trauma, and you will win an Academy Award every year. I'm like, why, we got, why every time we get beat down or something or, or getting wrong, we get a trauma? I want awards for happy black stuff, like you know, condo or you know, house party. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> No, you have, you have to watch and then tell me what actually went on because I don't, I don't, I did not understand the film at all. I didn't. Oh, big it. fan! I'm a big fan. Big I fan. Okay, so it reminds. It's like same plane as uh, Shawshank Redemption for me. No, I love Shawshank. Shawshank is a there, classic. There's a little more fantasy, obviously, involved in the Green Mile, mm. but uh, where, it's that was, same feel. I said, where where did the the demons or black aliens start coming out of Morgan Freeman's mouth in Shawshank? <laughs> <laughs> 
Andy Dufresne. You didn't watch the second didn't. tape. You need to watch yeah. the second tape. <laughs> Andy Dufresne didn't know that I was an alien. Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Pat, write this down. Hey, hey, here, hey I got, down. I got, I got to throw a promo on real quick. Our theater company is actually doing Shawshank Redemption on stage this summer. Shout out. Hey, if I'm in the area, I'm front row. I'm front row. If you need them, if you need a red character, I I do a pretty good (laughs) Andy the Frank. Just just let me know. (laughs) Yeah. We're we're really lucky. You got an anal probe. (laughs) (laughs) Pat, are you writing this down, buddy? You better write this down. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) No, uh, my brother has a script. He said it's not as good as the movie, so he just added to freedom to put some stuff in the movie in this. Maybe we'll put that in there. (laughs) You're welcome. You're welcome. I have a ton of these ideas. I smoke a lot of pot. All right, so... (laughs) (laughs) Which is legal in my state, by the way. All right, so... uh, (laughs) What is your favorite guilty... And this is is you, Dom. You can start. What is your favorite guilty pleasure movie? One that you probably don't want the world to know on this internationally broadcast podcast that you love that you'd probably be a little embarrassed. Oh, straight up. I'm a, a Harry Potter fan. I don't know. There's a lot of Harry Potter fans. Yeah, but I'm in that generation. Uh, I read the books, but Harry Potter for sure. Okay, okay. At first, I thought when you said straight up, at first, I thought you said step up the Channing Tatum movie, and I was going to literally in the interview like, right yeah, now. well that was nice for the interview uh, Pat, right. anyway. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna have to scrap this entire thing I can't do it <laughs> step up I love white people dancing like Ugh, yeah Ugh, Ugh. I love it I love it Pat how about you what's your guilty pleasure uh this movie called uh white man's burden ever seen that John Travolta Harry Belafonte uh 1996 yeah Damn. yeah Never heard of it. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no idea. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just, a, I, I think a lot of people don't understand or wouldn't understand it. It's just so freaking interesting. So interesting. Such an interesting film. Really it interesting. It is a great film. I, I, I was, uh, when I was a little kid, probably 12 or 13, I wrote a comic book with the same exact concept where it was an alternate universe where all, where black people had uh, settled America and then we had taken people for Europe. And obviously, as a 13-year-old, oh, uh, a yeah. lot of people was like, what the hell is wrong with your mind? But I, I love the concept. My favorite part was um, the black scent that John Travolta chose oh, in yeah. the movie. Because I'm like, you're still from Europe. Like, you wouldn't necessarily <laughs> have a black. It, it, it was fine. But, I, yeah, that's that's a good one. I liked uh, my favorite part. Was, oh, not my favorite part. One of the funniest parts. Uh, well, it's not a funny movie, but I was like... Uh, the rich black family like no and then all the little white kids came on stage and i was like that's so yeah if you don't know it it's like reverse yeah 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 okay yeah oh you've yeah. seen it oh yeah yeah oh, it's yeah. a good movie it's a good movie yeah not super it, popular it's a good yeah. movie yeah it's yeah. really good i would recommend yeah. it and like i said guy the whole concept is reverse everything so the blacks are the majority the whites are but John Travolta does it. This is the John Travolta resurgent right after Pulp Fiction, where he was like in every single movie and started getting twenty million dollars a movie and uh, good, good yeah. stuff, good stuff. Yeah. For me, I yeah. think it would be Coco. I, I, I'm you know I'm a little too old to be looking at, it, but Coco made me cry, and I'm not ashamed. Wait. You're talking about the the Disney movie. You're damn right. You're oh. damn right. Wait, 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 wait. I got a, I got a little insert here, okay? 
my, uh, I have two six year old twins and we watched this movie together with my mother and we never knew my mom's dad at all her whole life. And we watched this movie about a year ago. And at the end of the movie, my kids say to my mom, well, Nana, who's your dad? Well, we don't know my dad, you know, it confused them. A couple months later, my brother in Missoula takes an ancestry test. And it comes back like you're, you know, so much European, so much Irish. But there's this guy in Illinois who links to you at a certain percent is how ancestry works. Well, it was very strange because I Facebooked this guy and he looked like my mom. So we paid the $180 and my mom took the test and it came back that this guy is either her half brother or her uncle. Well, he was only two years older. So I reached out to this guy, look him up, talk to him. Uh, we get the time frame, the, the location in Maine, the small town in Maine, everything checks out. He sends us the obituary. My mom's dad is in the Maine Country Music Hall of Fame. He opened for yeah. Conway Twitty. He, he toured the world with his music. So I definitely catch that when you say Coco's your favorite. Because that hits close to home for me, for sure. You are you are literally Montana Coco. I, I think a remake <laughs> with Disney in the works. If you need an agent, we offer. Buddy, we're the, trying. Hey, yeah, let, I let, like let, Red for Shawshank Redemption, but you know what? I think you're onto something here too. <laughs> let's make it happen. Let's make yeah. it happen. Absolutely. So, Pat Dom, thank you so much. You won. You won the round of. If hey. you don't know now, you know. Then hey, stamp. Double Let stamp. me give you this. Let me ask you this then. I'm going to turn this back on you. Hey, one I've never question. been interviewed before. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready. Good. I like this one because Pat's going to love this too. If you would ever consider yourself doing something redneck, what's the most redneck thing you've ever done? It's a great question. So I, I was married for almost a decade and my wife, uh, or ex-wife was uh, from Farmville, Virginia, which if uh, anyone has ever heard of Farmville, Virginia, no, it's not just a game or an app on your Facebook. Farmville is a real place. And it is a, it, my, my, uh, my ex-wife was African-American, um, but you wouldn't know it by going down to Farmville because it, it is so, uh, you know, everybody hunts, everybody fishes, everybody, which isn't, you know, necessarily redneck, but it is certainly not, you know, city Virginia beach boy, the way I was raised. So <laughs> I think probably the most redneck thing I've done is have some um, venison meatballs by accident. Uh, we went to one of their family events and I'm like, guys, please don't feed me any roadkill. Please don't feed me any deer. <laughs> I kind of stick to the three major meats, you know, chicken, beef, bacon. Is this you know is this I mean? is this Virginia or West Virginia you're talking about? Here? <laughs> you, you, you would think West Virginia, but um, so we get there and um, they're all kind of looking at me. It's like a family event; the whole family's there, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Grandma made some more patented meatballs." And I'm like, "Well, I will take some meatballs," and they're just watching me intently, and I'm like, "All right, I'm handsome, but this is weird." And I bite the meatballs, and they're like, how do you like the meatball? And I'm like, what the fuck is it? <laughs> I, I knew instantly. I'm like, what the fuck is this? Is this a, is this a rabbit? Is this a deer? They're like, venison meatballs. I'm Instagramming my phone, like, what is venison? And I'm like, <laughs> so 
that that was probably <laughs> it. I've also done some uh, creek fishing, which I don't know if you've ever done that before. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So I've done some creek fishing, which you know, nice. I'm pretty sure those some mutated fish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't eat them. And then probably you know, as, as a as a uh, mostly African American man, um, I've done some. Um, what does it call it? River where you where you get on the raft. Float. Yeah, you're floating down a river, but that is pretty damn fast river. And also, you know, some stereotypes are true. I can't swim. So that was probably, you know, a a big gray bearded man with like rubber duckies on my arms. That was probably the biggest redneck experience for me. But I love it. It's all good. And and lots of uh, PBR, lots of bonfires and PBR. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's totally, that's totally, yeah, that's totally Montana floating PBR and big fires. How about about you, Pat? What do you got, Pat? I'm trying, it's, it's kind of hard because I don't. I, I'm not really into hunting and all a lot of those things or whatever. Uh, shoot, I mean, I'm okay, trying. I'll, to use, I'll, I'll answer say, for you. Yeah, because I already know the answer that you should be giving right now. <laughs> so Pat and I, and then one of the actors uh, from Redgate, we decided to go get some trail cam footage on this ranch I work for. In the middle of the night, in the dark, I pull out my 22 pistol with a suppressor on it. Oh. And I lay down and I empty the clip straight up into the air to see how close the bullets can hit to us. That's the most redneck thing I've done. And it wasn't like one <laughs> shot. This is like 10, 20, 30, 40, probably 50 shots. I was like, I don't like this game. It comes down and hits one of us. We're dead. <laughs> oh. That's definitely powered, powered by Mountain Dew. I, I can feel I can, yeah. Oh, I wish it was Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> Something from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. That might be a new category. What is the most redneck thing you've done? Because we, 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 no matter where we come from, we have all done something yep. where we're like, ah, I, I'm, I'm going to end up on the back of the episode of Jeff Bossworthy uh, Presents somehow. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Somehow. <laughs> a little bit. You guys are awesome. You are always welcome here to Den. When when the movie has a release date, let's make it a trifecta. Let's make it a trilogy. Oh, for sure. Boom. You Boom. have earned the official Denmate stamp in your passport. What goes with all of the Denmate goods? We're always going to promote your art. We're always going to put you on the page. We'll always give shout outs and watch out for your work. That just comes a part of being in the community. So thank you. Guys, please let the Denmates know your social media, where they can find you, whatever you have going on and any shout outs you want to give, you've earned it. The floor is yours. So I do finally have a website up and going that has all the information with Don's photo and everything else. And everything about the film has where you can get tickets to the screening in Detroit, which is March 20th, 8.30 a.m. Detroit, Michigan. It's the Sheraton Metro Detroit Airport Hotel. You can watch Redgate, the first public screening in history. Um, any information, secretsofredgate.com. Again, secretofredgate.com is where you can find that. If you want any, if you want to go back to follow the entire story of Redgate, going back to my first appearance on here, Go on Instagram and just search Redgate Film Hashtag. It will show you the entire journey from where this thing took off from. And and as always, Patrick W. Cutler on every social media account. Just search Patrick W. Cutler to find me. Absolutely, absolutely. And Pat also has the Prison City Podcast, which is a dope podcast. Guys, please check out the podcast as well. Yeah, and if uh, if anybody wants to get a hold of me, just get a hold of Pat. That's literally how this relationship works. I'm already the 
you know, the, yeah. the weird alien guy. Yeah. And I get enough. I got to put my phone on airplane mode to go to bed at night. So. Yeah. And I'll say this part. Yeah. If any, if any girls want to get a hold of me, get a hold of Dawn first. <laughs> You're welcome. That's fair. That's fair. There you go. There, there you go. That works. Well, Dom, Pat. Guys, thank you so much. Your story is amazing. The film is amazing. I can't wait to see the final, 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 final product. And I can't wait for the masses to get their hands on it. It's a dope film. Your story is dope. You guys are dope. So as always, you're always welcome. Hit me up. You have my information. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to another fantastic episode of Down in the Den. I hope you enjoyed it. The film is going to be great. I'm batting 1,000 with my recommendations, so I can't wait for you guys to look out. Please follow Pat on the website. Please hit up Pat and tell Dom you love his story and you can't wait to see the pictures. And uh, hopefully, guys, we can link up in the mountains somewhere and we can do some more Ratnet shit. Hey, let's do it. Oh, uh, I got a perfect river for your float. We float every year. We got PBR. Oh, I don't. I hate PBR, by the way. But we got something. everyone hates PBR. <laughs> but if you drink eight, it's the best beverage in the world. <laughs> eight, eight minimum. They say it on the box, actually. Eight, eight minimum. They don't even sell six packs. They just strap yeah, two no, to the bottom because they're like, dude, you're gonna need eight of this. <laughs> It's 90% sewer water, so you're going to need <laughs> a, a, at least nine of them. <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. Well, guys, uh, thank you thank again. Thank you. It's That's your boy, my Mars. It's my man, Dom. It's my man, Pat. Please check out Redgate the film. It's coming out soon. Keep your eyes peeled for that project. And if you're in the Detroit area or any of the areas that you're screening, go to the website, see if you can get some uh, tickets to watch it. You will not want to miss it so guys i wish you nothing but the biggest success in the world i'm so proud of this project seeing it from where it started to where it's at i'm so proud of your growth so guys thank you again for joining me here in the den and as thank we you. end every single episode the same damn way peace love unity and respect deuces down in the den so go tell a friend the best podcast on earth is about to begin we got jokes and news and movie reviews after dark nc17 with the crew interviews with the best artists around so like comment subscribe the show starting right now let's go like comment subscribe the show starting right now